Hi, I'm Justine. And I'm Sarah Levon. And we are so glad you're here. We believe that your life has the potential to make a deep, meaningful impact on the world around you. You, as a nurse, have the ability to add value to every single person and patient you touch. We want to inspire you with resources, education, and stories to support you to live your absolute best life, both in and outside of work. But don't expect perfection over here. We're just here to have some conversations about anything birth, work, and life trying to add some happy to your hour as we all grow together. By nurses, for nurses, this is Happy Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. Welcome back to an episode of Happy Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. Today I want to talk a little bit about how to do things, the right way to do things. And I was inspired to bring this up because on my unit we have a lot of new grads at night it's probably you probably relate and a lot of new nurses and I had an interaction with a nurse when starting an IV she was very concerned that I was going to be upset about the way that she like set up the supplies when I went a different way to draw blood Mm -hmm. and I was like oh it's totally fine and I'm I'm a little bit unique in that I tell like I always joke that like I'm not A type or B type. I'm like Z type. So I have zero preferences. Um, I didn't even correlate with the Z and zero. But uh, what I mean, but uh, whatever way, like it gets the job done. It's not unsafe, whatever. I don't care. But I do know people do have some preferences. And so I wanted to have a conversation about even though you think your way is the best way, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the only right way Mm -hmm. to have to do something. Some examples will be with fetal monitoring. I went to an advanced fetal monitoring class a few years ago and the instructor said that we can chart contractions two in 10 or three in 10 instead of like every two to three minutes or three to four minutes. And my whole life was like, oh my, so much easier. (laughs) So much easier. Like I don't have to count those minutes between the contractions. Like (laughs) obviously if there's like five in 10, I want to look a little closer to see if there's resting period between those contractions. But for a two in 10, a three in 10, like I know the baby's getting perfused between, so I'm not concerned. But if someone sees that, I always actually, in the back of my head, if someone's like watch, sitting next to me while I'm charting, I'm like, they're going to see this and be like, you're wrong. Uh-huh. And I'm going to have to like prepare for like, no, no, like I got taught this in class. Right. Um, and so, but that's just an, any, one example mm-hmm. of probably many that it's not, go ahead, you say it. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. And that's, that's a little catchphrase here that yeah. Sarah has. Did you make that up? I can't remember. No, that's an equa from growing up in Ecuador. It was like our team like our team meaning like my parents work team but they, we were all very close and living cross-culturally it's there's a lot of things that like especially as a, I was a kid so it's different for a kid because you're kind of like learning new things but I would hear that growing up when particularly expats so expatriate is anybody living outside their passport country that could be like U.S. in Ecuador that could be China in Ecuador or Vietnam or you know anywhere in Europe in Ecuador that when you're in a different culture that things are new and you're you're tempted especially if you've been raised a certain way to go like oh no that's wrong that's mm-hmm. not the right way and so in order to cope <laughs> with how much of that was so different i would hear i think it was probably my parents but it came from somewhere in that that like it's not better it's not worse it's just different sort of as a coping mantra for like don't judge if if it gets the job done like it's it's just different you know, and I, I do appreciate the fact that I grew up there as a part of like helping me kind of carry that into like my everyday life all the time. Mind you, I'm like pretty particular about a lot of things. 
But in the back of my mind, I feel like I always follow up with like, well, it's not better, it's not worse, just different. Or it's not right, it's not wrong, it's just different. I know, and I think you right and wrong might be better for them to think of. Yeah, either way. But better or worse, it's sort of, it's the same idea that like if I'm like, I need to set up the IV this way, it's better that way. Yeah. I, and for me, actually, if I think about myself, like it better <laughs> is definitely better for me because in my mind, I'm like, that's more efficient. That's this and that. Prove me wrong. But like, I'm right. Right. And I, I struggle with that. <laughs> for sure. No, yeah. She's I laughing we're very different <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. Another example could be, and we, we still need to do a whole podcast episode on this, is if you're a preceptor, you were taught that as soon as their water breaks, your patient water breaks, mm. they can't be upright. Yep. Whether or that you need to check them immediately. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not bad. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just different. So if you come into contact with a nurse that finds out that her patient ruptured and she goes into the room and you go with her and she's, she's like, oh, that's great. And she cleans her up. She puts some underwear on her and be like, do you want to stand now? Sometimes standing is better to help manage the contractions. They might come on stronger now. And in fact, by the way... You should probably get them up to help the head apply on the cervix and keep them progressing and avoid the cord prolapse, hopefully. Not that you can necessarily avoid it if the cord's there, the cord's there, but otherwise then it helps labor forward and actually helps the baby engage and use the AROM or the ROM, TROM, to help. SROM. SROM. I know as soon as you said that. It's TROM. See, I'm right. Someone messaged better. (laughs) Just say TROM. Someone said it's, they say SROM. They say SROM. SROM. And someone said SROM, SROM, or SHROM. Oh. And uh, someone messaged and they were like, SROM just sounds so nerdy to me. Prove me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably me that said that. (laughs) But it makes sense. SROM makes sense because P-PROM, right? I don't say PROM. I would sometimes say PROM. I would say PROM for premature rupture of membranes. But preterm premature rupture of membranes, I'd say P-PROM. Yeah, I guess I say PROM too, like she PROMed. Yeah. What? I don't know what it I, is. I mean, it's like East Coast, West Coast thing. East Coast, West Coast, that's like you're complete or you're biggie. fully. <laughs> like, it's right, guys. <laughs> complete is right. <laughs> but that leads to the exact Oh, that's thing. an exact like, example. It's not right. It's no, not wrong. Exactly. It's just different. But it is right. <laughs> so this episode is just to encourage you to like remember that it's not right, it's not wrong, it's just different. And maybe put that into your head for the first time. And to also encourage you to think like, maybe you didn't learn everything on preceptorship or you didn't learn everything on the unit you started on because there's many things that I didn't know years into my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about when I went to the childbirth educator class and I was like, I know nothing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what do you mean you knew nothing? I can't give you specifics now, but I remember sitting there being like, I am so undereducated. Like, even about, mm-hmm. like, what labor really was. I think yeah. it was the first time someone told me that the definition of labor is contractions making oh, yeah. cervical change. Oh, I remember the moment in my career when I had that epiphany. I was, I, I can tell you exactly where I was. I'd been a nurse for a minute, and I was explaining labor and probably drawing the little thing I draw in mm-hmm. mentorship on the board and going oh, that's why Braxton Hicks are Braxton Hicks and why they can be painful. Because well, why? Tell me. Labor, by definition, is when your cervix changes with contractions. So you can have contractions with no cervical change. That's not labor. Those are Braxton Hicks contractions, regardless how painful they are. So I had that epiphany of like, oh, it's the combination. And like, if the cervix isn't changing, then they're not in labor, which is why we send them home. Oh. So, 
there is examples of things we still don't know. And yeah. so when a nurse or a provider does something that you don't necessarily understand, I wouldn't be so quick to judge of being like, that's not right mm-hmm. until you know that's not right. Well, and for whether you're new or you're experienced listening to this episode, like I think for us experienced nurses, it's sort of like this is a prompt to like when you're finding yourself in that moment going like, oh, why are they doing what? Oh, this is me by the way, (laughs) even at the bedside, like I act like I'm not watching you as a nurse, but I'm definitely watching. And I constantly have to check myself to be like, it doesn't matter. And the question, the prompt for you when you find yourself being like, oh no, you should do it this way is, does it get the job done? Mm -hmm. Right. And is it safe? Because if it's safe and it's getting the job done, who cares how it's done? I love the example we talked about prior to this, which was the Foley. Like some people set up the Foley kit between their legs and some put it on a bedside table. Who cares? You know, I may have my rationale of why I do it between their legs and you'll probably have your rationale about why you do it on the table. But, you know, and maybe that prompts a conversation, but sort of like, I think as a new nurse, you think like, oh, there's this like very cookie cutter way to being the best nurse when you get to develop your practice. I have a practice that I carry out now, especially in like the various roles that I carry. You, Justine, have a practice of how you are. You, you're Miss Miss Zero. What did you call yourself? <laughs> zero. You're in a type Type Zero. Thank type you. Z. You're oh Type Z. <laughs> I was like, what? Whoa, that was really not right. But you get the idea. You're Type Z in terms of like you're like meh. Like you just, you have a practice of being very nonchalant. Me, when I was at the bedside, it was like when there was emergencies, I'd be like, okay, wham, bam. Or I'd joke that I'd become a dictator. You know, I'm like, I, I get very like to the point and you do this, dot, 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 wah, bah. And my adrenaline, yes, it increases, but it's not, I, I don't get frantic. I really like that challenge. So as you're developing your practice, you know, for those of you experienced, check yourself when you're judging and say, is it safe and does it work? And if it does, let them be. I think that's also where like new nurses are vulnerable and they're they're insecure and you, you feel overwhelmed and you want to do it right. And when there's constantly all these different cooks in the kitchen telling you all the things that you should or shouldn't be doing, it's hard to know. And it's also hard to develop your practice. And we're here to tell you, you get to develop your practice. Watch how other nurses do things. Look at how, you know, the blood draw. If you pull from the line or you pull from the, and don't pull from your like IV line that's infusing, especially with medications, that's a no-no. But like if you're starting an IV, you can connect the vacutainer or you pull from the from the saline lock. Yeah. And so either way, like it's not right. It's not wrong. It's just different. And then you decide what works for me. I personally use a vacutainer. I like a vacutainer. It works for me. I know how to tamponade the... IV, but maybe that feels overwhelming to you. And is it safe? Yeah. Does it get the job done? Yeah. Like you get to decide along the way what works for you. Try out different methods. I'll never forget. Maybe this totally doesn't apply, but I'm having a flashback to a moment early on in my career when I saw the nurse just throw the linens on the floor (laughs) and thinking like, why aren't they in the linen? little holder machine machine the little basket thing um and and then I remember being like oh once I'm you're in practice you're kind of like who cares if they throw it on the floor you throw it on the floor to get it out of the way because you only have one hand and you're still trying to hold the whatever you're trying to hold and that's so then you pick it up later like you like even noticed it oh so clear as day and I remember thinking like that's not right 
that's like you should you're making a mess and you might think she's the worst nurse because like she's lazy she's just totally. throwing it on the ground. She's just throwing it on so the that's ground. that's insightful for the new nurses listening to this like yes the experienced nurses need to have grace with you but you as a new yeah. nurse need to know that like real life is not school it's real not. life is not lip and cot it's not yep. your tailored skills it is real life and you'll yep. learn these so not you'll learn and find experience. that it's and is it right or wrong or different is it safe yeah, because it's on the floor for one second, and then you're going to pick it up yeah. and put it away. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I can think about the me- – and it's so funny now that I'm thinking about it. Like, the number of times, even currently, I throw things on the floor, and, I and like, I have to, like, mentally be like, it's okay. <laughs> I need to go to therapy. <laughs> but, like, it, it's sort of that, like – there, there. It seem, may seem scrappy, but there's probably a reason for yeah. it. You know, it's the same kind of benefit scrappy, that we give a patient. Like I know, but you, you do what you got to do, and and it's not right or wrong. And anybody who's telling you it's right or wrong, question it in your mind. With, well, is it safe? And is it does it get the job done? Then yes. And then the question might become, well, is there a more efficient way? to do some of these things, you know, and ask the question when you see something done differently, instead of going, Oh, what's that? It's a, can you explain to me why you chose to do this? I do it this way. Is there, is there another way that you can think of that might be more efficient, might be more whatever, fill in the blank? Critical thinking. Totally. And then that nurse that's doing the thing that you think is dumb might go, oh, how do you do it? And they may have just never seen it done another way. And then they go, oh, well, that's actually, I like that more. So now I'm going to try this way. This is how we build each other up and how we we grow together to be more fill-in-the-blank, proficient, efficient, safe, um, you know, not wasteful in our resource management. And less, like, judgy. So much less, less judgy, guys. Let's be people. less judgy. Also, too, it might be just, like, a no-brainer, but also, like, what does the patient want? How totally. Patient, like, I'm thinking of starting an IV while standing. I did it to mm-hmm. the uh, patient the other day. I do it a lot in triage, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the nurses that come in are like, oh, my God, I make a mess. If, oh the, if the IV is sta- if they're standing, the, mm-hmm. it is a mess. Mm-hmm. My supplies, it's just out of my norm for yep. the most part. And so um, I always feel bad when they come back and I'm like, okay, here's your patient. And I'm looking back. It's like a war. Yeah. Right? But the patient wanted to stand and I could do the IV standing. It's right. safe. And who cares? A little bit of blood. This, so I, I actually got an IV the other day. I paid for it, guys. It was legal. Um, <laughs> but I was. it's just been so hot here and I was feeling really behind. And so I was like, maybe I'll feel better if I'll get some IV fluid. So I went in and she literally had that exact same thing. She, because after she started it, she's like, you're so chill. Like, you didn't even like criticize or like I'm sorry it took me a second and I was like girl I like I'm a nurse I know how to she was like you are she's like I had a nurse yesterday and he was horrible to me that he just like and she was standing when she started the IV and he was like you need to sit you need to this and that like especially with IVs my rule when I would precept was like first of all you need to do it how you feel like you do it you bring the bed up you leave the bed down I would always get on their level and I felt like I couldn't do it standing mm-hmm. with two feet I'd have to kneel actually what well, um, the patient was you know, I know. I'm oh, yeah. It's just sort of like along too. the same exact. Yeah, yeah, like I bring the bed down and and then I would like kneel to stabilize myself. And then the other trick with IVs this is totally a bonus is that I I will swear till the end of my life is that you actually have to believe you're gonna get it. Oh, yeah, the amazing. moment you doubt yourself, you miss it. And I like my track record for that is like a hundred percent. And even if I'm starting to doubt myself, I'm like no, I'm gonna get this IV. I got it. You know, and it totally shifts, like, your capability to do your IV. Don't ask me why. But anyway, so I was getting this IV done, and she said, the guy was like, yeah, I'm a nurse, and you needed this and that. And she was like, I, I've i started a few. 
this is my job right. you know like, what are you supposed to do but like how horrible you know and then she's venting to me about how that made her feel and I'm like I'm so sorry you felt that way she's like thanks for being so easy I'm like easy how am I gonna tell you how to do your job I don't care just get it done right you know and she got my IV one poke I barely felt it it worked and that's all it doesn't have to be so layered all in all it's not right it's not wrong it's just different or it's not better it's not worse it's just different and take this idea into your head when you're with other nurses and you're seeing them perform skills or do something different than you instead of maybe judging them thanks for spending your time with us during this episode of happy hour with bundleberg nurses If you liked what you heard, it helps us both if you subscribe, rate, and leave a raving review and share this episode with a friend. If you want more from us, head to bundlebirdnurses.com or follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Now it's your turn to take what you learned today and apply it to your life, giving honorable, non-judgmental care to every single patient you care for and every nurse that you interact with. We'll see you next time.